right, guys. Welcome to Semi-Pro Inside the Locker Room. I'm Coach Casey here with my co-host, Damo. Damo, what's going on? I'm good, man. Ready to go. We had so much fun with Max on the show. We went ahead and broke this into two episodes. We had so much content. This is going to be part two of the Max Paul episode. Damo, we were talking offline about this, about our favorite semi-pro moments or like the most unforgettable parts of semi-pro. Talk about that. What is your favorite and most memorable moment of semi-pro in your career? My favorite semi-pro moment, it goes back to my first year in Chicago with the Chicago Falcons. We uh, we traveled up to Racine, Wisconsin, which is way out in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Sticks, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we we went out there, and for me, one of the my favorite things about football because I moved so much as a kid was having brotherhood, having fifty, sixty guys on a team, yeah. and spending summers, two a days, and having everyone on the same team. So being able to travel with the guys to wherever the hell in Wisconsin, and then get out of the car and then see three, 4,000 fans at a game, you know, racing Wisconsin, or excuse me, racing Raiders had a pretty good following. So they had all of their local people were out at the games. So with this game, we, uh, we were down 21, seven going in the half. The fans were giving it to us. Uh, they let us know our quarterback actually didn't travel this game. So we come out of the locker room. I'm returning the opening kick and there's probably about 15, 20 feet between where I'm standing to the closest fan to me. And this, they're serving beer. So this guy, he's, he's been drinking. He's standing at yeah, the gate. Of course. And, uh, he's right behind me and, and they're, the kickoff team is setting up. They're getting ready. The refs haven't blown the whistle. So he's just talking shit. He's just in my ear going nonstop. I'm, I just, I, I'm trying to keep composure and, uh, I, I'm talking my shit back. But once they kick the ball off, I take it back 95 yards for a touchdown. As soon as I score, I turn and look for this guy. Everyone's ready to celebrate. I turn and look for him, point right at him, 100 <laughs> yards down the field. Just, you know, kind of a fuck you to him. <laughs> but it, uh, it, to me, man, that was one of my favorite moments, uh, not because of score, but because of the, the fact that you have fans there. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that you miss in high school, yeah. packing a stadium, yeah. being able to have someone talk shit and to turn around and say, I just did this in your face, yeah. in your house. Yeah. You know, you don't really get that. And when you, when you graduate high school and if you don't go play college, ball that's one of the things you miss and most games in semi-pro most people don't know you're playing on a, a soccer field that youth teams aren't going to play on that you've got 15 people in the stands so you don't get that vibe yeah. so being able to have that to me was my favorite moment that uh you were able to stick it to that one guy who yeah. was giving you shit on the, that's that's amazing and it's always best when as a player or a coach when you can really make a fan just shut the hell yeah. up yeah that's what it was yeah. it's a fan of you expect it from fans yeah. you know, especially with a guy drinking yeah and I, I take nothing from it but at the same time it was it was a definitely a a huge finger back to you to actually turn around yeah. after i scored and to look for him i didn't want to celebrate you know me yeah. i'm gonna celebrate right. i didn't do the superman nothing yeah found you this is for <laughs> we were talking about this before we're not quite sure but we're pretty sure that this is the end of the line for damo davis in in semi-pro football you got a <laughs> you got a, a messed up knee right now uh you're nursing a three-year hand injury yeah i actually never i broke my i, I either did, i did something to pop my knuckle out of my index finger and i never actually went and got it checked out yeah <laughs> so it's it just definitely, healed Definitely looks like it healed broken because yeah. it's nasty looking. Yeah. yeah, so I popped that out. So that looked like a street fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got this lingering knee injury that I, 
I don't know, man. I, I've had knee injuries my whole life, but this one is one that the older I get, I feel like this one's going to take me out. Especially it's not helping if I, I, I'm shutting my knee inside the door of my car on the way over here. But and, and, and you shut the door on your bad knee. On the bad knee, yeah, of course. Yeah, That's so, my luck. So that'll be the thing that actually takes you out of semi-pro <laughs> I, football. I, I, don't, I don't go out in the blaze of glory. I don't go out, you know, on my last touchdown drive. No, I, I shut my, my car door on myself. <laughs> <laughs> That is the worst story to to the end of a career ever. That, you know, slipped in driveway or, or I, I, I didn't Palaxico burst it. Okay, I didn't shoot yeah, myself yeah, didn't in the shoot damn yourself knee. in the knee. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be awful, man. If if this is the end of the line, you did have a hell of a career. Thank you. And you know, now you're transitioning into some off the field stuff. We're taking your superstar skills off the field and you know into the locker room. Yeah. So, yeah. So now we're going to go ahead and get back to episode two of the Max Paul story. Don't forget to uh, check us out on thelocker-room.net. That's thelocker-room.net. Thanks so much. Enjoy episode two. Yeah, so you're exactly right, though, on that. Like, Josh was an athlete. Josh, mm-hmm. We've talked about this in the Josh episode, but, like, Josh was just a uh, a great athlete who could play any position. Yeah. But he came to me with, hey, I want to play quarterback. And I said, okay, we'll give it a shot. And once he started throwing the ball, uh, there were just so many natural elements that made him a, a, a decent quarterback. He had the arm strength. He had the uh, he had a natural drop back. There were things that I was like, okay, I, I'm actually he had not the gonna, potential. Yeah, he I'm just like, didn't have the. I'm not going to have to experience. Yeah, like, what, what ended up happening was the mental caught up with him yeah. because I I, uh, I I thought I'm not actually going to have to make that many tweaks. Like mm-hmm. this guy can actually do this physically. He can do this. Yeah, and that's the the most important part. That's important. But then. As a quarterback, not having the mental capacity to, and and I'm not saying Josh isn't smart, but it's if you haven't played the position for years, it's hard, or you were never taught at the youth level mm-hmm. to play quarterback, it's overwhelming. Yeah, and it's... I had to dumb my. Remember what we started out with with plays. Mm-hmm. I used to have like a John Gruden West Coast style yeah. offense where it was like, like <laughs> what did John Gruden used to say all the time? It'd be like Ace Right, Bunch Crunch, Sixty <laughs> Wally Wop, Tornado <laughs> Twist, Doritos, Nacho Cheese, like yeah, and, and every different word. He said Spider Y Banana. That's the Madden one. I know yeah. that one. Yeah, exactly. That's his, that's his place. But, but like he, he would have Spider Two Y Banana, Ace Bunch Crunch, Spider Two Y Banana. That's he, would his have play. These, he would have these really long play names, right? Yeah. And everything in the play. Meant something, and you had to pay attention. Yeah. Well, I started out like that, and first of all, the receivers were like, "What, what? the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Josh, That's actually how I learned. And then, that and then even jo- and Josh's thing was, I can't say all that in the huddle. <laughs> oh, I don't God. have. We I never talked about it in his episode. He was horrible at calling the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some <laughs> with the banana. Yeah, yeah. Ready, ready, pray. Oh, oh, man. So, so I dumbed it down to where all we had was pass pro. Whatever the play was, the formation, and then the play. So it would be something like 50 Tiger Tampa. That's it. Yeah. That's the play. Okay. 50 is your pass pro. Mm-hmm. Tiger is the formation, and Tampa is the play call. And this motherfucker would get into the huddle and he'd be like, Tiger 50. We're going to run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, We're going to run uh, Lion, uh, you know, uh, Baltimore or something like that. And, and, and be uh, like, what's, what do you, nah, fuck it, Baltimore. Just run the, <laughs> just, just run the goes with the outs, the goes with the outs. Like, he, he, he knew the routes, <laughs> see, but he couldn't repeat the plays in the huddle. So, see, you got to give guys like that. Like, we had a quarterback like that at the high school I coach at now where he can't quite get some of the stuff. So now some of our play calls, like, all right, cool. It's going to be, you know, Rome. 
1527. Yeah. You see, yeah, we had it dumbed down. My first semi pro team in the Chicago, we had it dumbed down to formations and routes. That's so, it. That's all ours was. It's it was a formation. Four, seven, yeah. Three, seven. yeah, just like seven that. Route, Dude, three I got, route, seven route. So, but I learned a lot from that, though, because with all the struggles that we had with the receivers and the quarterback, the receivers knowing the plays and then the quarterback being able to repeat it all. Yeah. When we did the War Eagles thing where I became the offensive coordinator, I, I dumbed my playbook down so hard that it was literally like gun right, inside zone right. Yeah. Like that was the yeah. play call. And it's like we're talking probably peewee teams have harder play calls yeah. than that. So if you cannot absorb that That's shit, you don't need to be – you're not – you don't deserve to play. Like, yeah, yeah. So if you can't go on and just read your – your playbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember when, when we did that, we did the thing where they opened up the huddle account and, it, and they, yeah, and we would track the progress of yeah. how much percentage people had put into the playbook. Oh, wow. Yeah, you could see, oh, like, oh, I mean, was, you could it see. It was good where we even had the plays, like, Madden style. Yeah, like, and there were, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, dude. That's so, easy, so, so I would use the, out. So oh, I would easy. use the whiteboard and, yeah. and draw up the play and stuff, and then uh, you had that thing where you could, like, actually play it out. And it, it'll uh, show you yeah, where everybody's going. Yeah, yeah, and all of that was, like, you know, programmed in there they had the whole playbook at their fingertips and there was like three guys who were like 80 90 100 complete and then there were all these dudes who we were quote unquote expecting big things from that were like 35 percent or whatever of the playbook and stuff and we're like eight weeks into off-season practice and everything and it's just the same you know, guys that you break the huddle What's, what do i got what and I, then but doing? then that guy's gonna be the guy who comes up to you max like all i need is one shot like, <laughs> all right all right <laughs> But, I mean, it, it happens all the time, man. You get those guys. Like, there's a kid that uh, we just sent. Uh, he's going over overseas. I can't remember what country he's heading to now. But he put me in Nebraska and was, like, the fifth string receiver because he yeah. was little. He's five foot six, maybe 140 oh. pounds, soaking wet. So when I left, I said, look, man, put on 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. Don't line up as – I told him, I told him, be a kick returner. Be a kick returner. Be a return specialist. You can go overseas and be a return specialist. Yeah. So he's going somewhere over there. So he's, I think he left like a week ago. And now he's going to be the guy, the utility that's awesome. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now he's their kick that's return. What, honestly, thrones, that's, that's, that's what Jeff could have done. If, if, if like, Jeff was really serious about going to, you know, the next level. Mm-hmm. His natural, he's the best fucking returner I've ever seen. I'll fight him every day. You know what the funny thing is? I know what the funny thing is. He's just got great vision, Mm -hmm. but it's his explosiveness. Um, It's that step. Like I've been on punt returns. I've been on punts where we're going to like where literally it's like shit. He's he's a very he's a very upright stiff runner. You you guys like you and Quentin have the side to side and the moves and stuff, uh, but Jeff just hits a hole and he hits it fucking hard. There's you know? there's numerous um, times on I'm sure on his highlight film you'll see me just stop blocking because I'm like yeah. there's no way he's getting through this. It's yeah. not, he's not hitting that hole. And the, like, yeah, and then he would run gone. into you or run by you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I stop um, blocking. He runs but, right by but, me. But honestly, that would have been his shot right there because as as good of a corner and a DB as he is, realistically. He was making a major difference as a returner. He could go. He could have gone overseas. He could have easily gone overseas and and bank. That's where people would have seen, you know, his real talent. Said like, God damn, this guy. Because if it weren't for him, we wouldn't even scored as many times as we did on offense. Because he would get us forty, fifty yards. So we'd only be dealing with a ten yard, you know, red zone play and shit. Sometimes he'd get us down to like the two or three yard line. What was what was so funny for as good of a returner as he is, he could just not score. 
But then Quentin, <laughs> but then Quentin had those Quentin had those two massive kick return touchdowns uh, where you know Jeff was like motherfucker, <laughs> like because yeah. Jeff Jeff does all the work, you know, and then Clinton uh, Quentin cleans it up. But yeah, Jeff would run wild on teams and get us down to the five, ten, three, two yard line. He would get tackled in the weirdest fucking spots. It's like how did you not just leap for the yeah, end you, zone? You, you just got to take over and just beast it out. You're but, not bringing me down. Yeah, like, but, <laughs> honestly, like thinking about him and his skills and stuff like that would have been perfect for him because he could have gotten a shot as a returner for sure he could have been a returner and he's what he's about six feet right yeah he's six six feet like uh 200 pounds he's he's a a, he is a prototypical corner size yeah that that guys would just look at him with his length would go yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Give, we'll give him a shot. Yeah, yeah. At worst, we'll let just, it come work out. He's just—he's got a narrow gate. That's what it is. You yeah. know, they talk about it in, in in football all the time. Like if you're a corner, you you need a wide gate. You yeah. need to be able to open up your hips yeah. and stuff. You know. But he's and, so quick that yeah. I, you almost—I don't want to say you don't notice because I notice and I know coaches will notice it. But it's one of those like you can kind of—that's something you can work with. Yeah, with his yeah, gate, I I could send him to yoga classes for the next right. six weeks. Right. Send him with a right. DB coach and go. All right, cool. In right. a month, you've got to try well, out. And, and what I'm saying is, there are things that can definitely be done to to help that. But but what I would say is, is get in there as a returner, get your foot in the door, yeah. and then work on your yeah. corner skills and shit. You know, so now he's what thirty. He's like Josh's age. So yeah, he's he's got the same problems. I got. I don't. I say problems, but family man. Yeah, yeah and it's hard. And so this is something that. I want to talk to you about too, because this has actually happened to me. You remember Andrew Givens? Andrew Gibbs. Yes. Yeah. So he he had some serious opportunities for a couple of guys on the Decepticons before you even showed up. Have you ever had uh, somebody like you've gone up to them and said, "Hey, I got this great opportunity for you," and then they turn you down? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the guy who goes, "Nobody ever gives me a shot." Absolutely. Yeah. So all the time. Givens was on Team. He still is, but he always, he's had that relationship with Team USA forever. Mm-hmm. And at the time, he was also on the Florida Tarpons back when the Tarpons were like legit, right? Yeah. And he said, oh, well, we're looking for a strong safety, and they're looking for a running back. You would have. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, the opportunity went to, the opportunity went to George. Wait, wait, George. Hang uh, on, I'm going to tell you in a second. And Kegler. Okay. And, right. and Kegler's issue, I could, I could honestly understand. It was a thing of the all-star game was going to be in Minnesota. He had uh, two kids, I think, with a baby on the way, and his deal was just not being able to get off work to get to the game in Minnesota. But at the time, he was a 27-year-old running back with a lot of gas left in the tank, and he had yet to go off as a running back like he did when we actually got into the season and shit. And I was like, dude, this could be your only shot. Mm Mm-hmm. I understand that coach, but I got to turn it down and stuff. And he did it in like the most respectful way. And I was like, okay, man, I, I hope something else comes along for you because you truly are wasting your talent at this level. George was just scared. George didn't want to go. It's George. Or Donius. And he, yeah. he he turned it down too to go to Minnesota to play for Team USA against that. Remember, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it was Team USA. He was training with me for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and listen, there's another guy. That guy was a fucking gym rat. Yeah. And and if it weren't for him being a gym rat, he would never be as good as he got. Yeah. Because he had all kinds of uh, narrow gait that you know the stiff hips and all yeah. that. But he was hell of a tackler. 
and he was an absolute beast in the gym. Like if he was like 185 pounds, yeah, he, as a he, he swelled us. up really, really but good yeah. in one year. I don't know if he was with you, yeah, because yeah. we were we were killing it. Yeah, yeah he swelled. He swelled up really. And, good. and if it weren't for his gym time, he'd be like 160 pounds. It's yeah. because he put all that muscle on. And Givens was like, "Yeah, you you have the look, you have the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Coaches will eat this up." Yeah, it was that. When opportunities became available, and players will always say like, "Oh, you know, you never, you never helped me. You never got me anywhere." And I legitimately tried, and with Givens' help, because like I said, without him, they would have had to have played for Team World, not Team USA. Mm-hmm. And Team World was the junk team that where they basically tried to pull a bunch of guys off the streets just to have a team to play Team yeah. USA. And those guys would have to pay, you know, fifty or hundred bucks or whatever it was, mm-hmm. practice a few times and stuff, and then and then you know it was just a get the it, shit kicked. It was a rag right. team, yeah. It was a rag. Yeah team the team usa team was put together you know yeah that's if i could play team usa that's the one i would, yeah. I would definitely yeah do. that opportunity came and went before you joined the team uh, because it was before the season but like i said george looked the part mm-hmm. and uh, he was making strides in practice and stuff like that and we were just looking for we wanted some good representation some actual mm-hmm. players you it's know? crazy you mentioned george i just sent his brother i helped to get his brother get to college really like, yeah um his brother came to me and was training me for a little bit, and was talking about going and playing ball at college because he watched his brother play. He didn't play high school football, but he, I was like, "All right, cool. Get your grades. Apply to these schools. Yeah, apply to the schools. I'm gonna put the word in. You, you'll get accepted. All right, cool. He's transferred for about a good six weeks. He's getting better. Uh, he goes, "Hey, coach, I got this. I got this acceptance letter. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Where, uh, where's he going? Uh, I want to say he was going southeastern or okay. or something like that, but." He got down there first practice, got hurt. So I mean, but he's yeah. still but he's on academic yeah. scholarship, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Good, you know yeah. what I mean. So he's still gonna get that free education, from what I understand. Yeah, like I've always loved George, man. He's, he needs his it. family. He, he, he needs to stop being a model and he's still going to college. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's uh, he's got a great family. His uh, younger siblings were actually in my my wife's class, so my wife is a first grade teacher. Okay, and well, that's um, cool. so so while George was playing for me, um, she was teaching yeah. his youngest brother in first grade. And I don't remember how it happened, but basically George's mom was talking to my wife about her kid. And, oh, yeah, one of my sons plays football. Oh, who does he play for? Oh, the Decepticons. That's my husband. Like, <laughs> and then so she started – then his mom started following, like, all the games and stuff like that, yeah. you know. And I saw a lot of potential in him. Oh, and yeah. Like I said, it's just – stuff like that really drives me crazy because he would never say, like, oh, I never got a shot or nah, something like that. he's not that guy. But, but a lot of guys will say it, and then it's like when you give them the opportunity – they're too scared to take it. And I think with him, he was like a 19-year-old kid who who hadn't really had any good direction, right? Yeah. yeah and that's... I think he was probably scared of looking bad and yeah, not, and not, I... not you know, not doing well. So to be, And just to touch on that point, that, that's part of my whole story. Yeah. Uh, you know, from going back when I was 19, 20, I, for one of the things that's just about me in life, you know, I learned that you do a little bit of everything. You know, you can – I can uh, – was a jack of all trades, master yeah, or none. Yeah. And, and that's how I live life. I can do a little of this, do a little of that. Yeah. So I did a little bit of college and got out not knowing yeah. that my clock is now starting. Yeah, yeah. Now, so now I, we're I ruined that opportunity. I had a little bit with Arena, got out of that just because of pride, not yeah. knowing that I just burnt a bridge with Arena team. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you don't know. It's lack of knowledge. Yeah. I'd like to say that, yes, it, it was definitely lack of knowledge, but I'd like to say that that was probably because you didn't have a good coach directing you. Mm-hmm. But honestly, knowing you and knowing how you are now and who you are today 
you probably would not have listened at 19, no, 20 years not. of age. No, but at, but who does? At 19, yeah. at 19, you couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't yeah. tell me shit at 19. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. like any 19-year-old athlete, it's very hard to find a 19-year-old athlete that you can sit there and go, all right, cool, this is the steps you need to take. And yeah. they're going to go, all right, deal. Like, you see it all the time. Like, you, you deal with semi-pro kids. Yeah. That guys who get out of high school do maybe a year at some college, it doesn't work out, they want to come play semi-pro. Yeah. You've just been told you were God's gift of football yeah. your entire life. Yeah. Now you've got some semi-pro coach telling you what to do, and all right, I'm going to come out here and do me. Mm-hmm. So there's this really specific story about this guy. He basically, I'm, I don't want to say any names because no, like we, we know who he is, yeah. and I don't want to like have him get you know butthurt about it. There's this guy that I coached uh, a few years ago who was a monster Basically, was like the second coming of Rob Gronkowski. He's mm-hmm. like 6'6", 260 pounds. And he was an absolute, you know, I think you know exactly yeah, what I'm no. talking about. He was an absolute beast. He went from the team that we were coaching to uh, some really famous junior college out there in Northern California. It's the mm-hmm. one that basically like, you know, uh, churns them out into mm-hmm. from JUCO into college. Yeah. Or directly from there into the CFL or yeah. whatever. He went from being, you know, the all-star tight end on on our team and, you know, this, like, great receiving option and all that shit. He goes up there, and I think he's, like, it was just that he was one of five tight ends. He didn't feel like he was getting the reps that he needed in order to show what he could do. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself, young man. <laughs> right. So he ended up basically just quitting. Mm. He, he, yeah. came, he came home after maybe like six weeks in that program, and this was like life-altering shit, right? Like, yeah, that's this, not something this you This would turn. be the difference between you making it to the NFL and not, yeah. right? He was young and, at that point, too. Yeah, yeah. like 19. Yeah, yeah like 19. And, 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 as a 19-year-old, you don't get that kind of opportunity like that and when you and, and when you have that size, and I think this is something we all wish we had, right? Yeah. Like, you cannot fuck around. You're going to get opportunities that nobody else is going to get because because you're the guy that everybody wants. Yeah, you know, at when 19, they, you can still bounce from this school to Juco right. to here and still right. have a the crazy. Heavy. The crazy thing is he did it twice. This, yeah. this was the first time. Then he goes back to the same place and basically mentally shits the bed yeah. again. He could not fathom the fact that he wasn't, wasn't the number one guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way he told me was he dropped – a pass or something like that in practice and then they never threw him another pass and he was like i'm gonna get fucking cut so rather than get go cut i'm shit, gonna man. right so exactly well then okay so get you, this you have one job your job like i always say this to receivers all right your job is to catch the ball so get this <laughs> then uh, i come back to the war eagles and mcfadden shows up uh-huh. okay Matt McFadden is one of the hardest working guys Easily. you'll ever fucking meet. Hard lunch bail. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Hardest working, not, nice not guy you meet. That, not just that, but the reason why I fell in love with him as a coach is because he was so fucking smart and he would help the other receivers on the team get better. Like mm. he would actually coach them on what they're doing wrong mm-hmm. and 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 help them with the playbook because again i had a playbook that a lot of guys viewed as complicated mm-hmm. but it was actually very simple in that all of the concepts were repeated in every formation yeah. so times. if you knew one concept you could do it in any formation oh okay but guys would look at it like oh my god i gotta learn seven thousand plays and it's like no it's it's, it's just a concept book man yeah, um, there's a few times where me and matt actually sat down after yeah, a play yeah. all right if you break here you yeah. turn this route yeah. into this he was just just so smart, dude. He shows up, mm-hmm. and the gentleman that we're talking about was basically anointed, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and then McFadden just starts schooling him mm. on oh. how to play that position. Oh, easily. It was like night and day difference. You got one guy who clearly has all the tools in his toolbox but has no idea how to use them. Mm-hmm. And then you have another guy who has had to work to get to where he's at and is nowhere near as big and really nowhere near as talented, and he's wiping the floor with him mm-hmm. on the field and just outplaying him at every turn. And what ends up happening is I was hoping that that, that would bring this guy out of his nope. shell and it would make him a better player because that's what you that's what you expect. You hope. You want you, yeah, you, hope. You, you you want you want guys to rise to the occasion. You want cream to rise to the top. But in this case, he literally just crumbled. And rather than rather than having me help him, rather than taking it as a challenge and saying, like, no, I gotta get better. This is clearly me knowing that I'm not ready and that, you know, I I need to I need to get better. I need to humble myself, right? He just goes over to one of the other coaches and goes, I want to play defensive end. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of his NFL life. If he had just tried, yeah. he would have been easily just as good as a Travis Kelsey. But the, the ego size, kills a lot of guys. It, it does. Man. Yeah, it does. And and that's the thing is when you are the biggest dog in the yard, mm-hmm. you, you're on top. Yeah, you're on top of the world. That's your universe. But then once you move into a larger yard and you're in with much larger dogs, you know, you just uh, uh, you're no longer the alpha. And that was the thing was he was on top of the world. And then he you know went to a college where everybody looked just like him, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and then it's a room, you know, and you, yeah. you're in your group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guys. You're the biggest dude yeah. over there. You're yeah. no longer towering over the rest yeah. of your guys. And then, and, and then, and then it's just literally a difference of effort and brain power. Mm-hmm. You know that that makes a difference. When everybody is a phenomenal athlete, it's a difference of how hard do you work to to maintain. How few and, mistakes can you make? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mental. And it just was so depressing because <laughs> looking at him, I was like, he belongs in the NFL. And then the other guys were trying to tell me like, no, we want to convert him to play left tackle. And I was like, why wow. the fuck would you do yeah. that? <laughs> Why would you do that? Because yeah. if you if Don't he's going to and I, I said right, <laughs> but, and I said but you know what you know what happens? I said if you if you want to convert him, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about he has to put on another thirty pounds easily at least at two sixty. He needs to be a three hundred pound left tackle, and then he's going to lose all of his speed. And you got to work on <laughs> it. Know? And you got to work now on his footwork, right? Because he's probably he's never kick stepped a day no, in his he's life. No, he's got life pop- going forward. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So right. now you're gonna have to tell him to not engage with anybody right. and to kick, kick, then wait for the block. And, and, nah. it's, and, and, and literally, he was just like your Antonio Gates or Travis Kelsey type situation. He was not the best route runner in the world. He was just always fucking open because he's six six, two hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, you no know? one wants like, to guard that like, guy. Rob Gronkowski wasn't running fucking out and ups like Rob Gronkowski was like rounding his routes but, off. You know, yeah, <laughs> occupied. That- open yeah, space right. over there just, and just sit yeah. just yeah. sit yeah no matter who's covering you you're open at yeah. that size yeah you know that's a db's worst nightmare looking at six six two thirty it sucks uh you can have all the talent in the world but if you can't put it together up here you just you're never gonna make it that's, and it's a lot of guys and now. then there and then there are guys like you who and i'm not being disrespectful here who may not be as talented Mm-mm. right but you work your ass off to maintain the level that you get to, mm-hmm. you know, you have plateaued at football, yeah. but you've plateaued at the highest possible level you can plateau at Absolutely. rather than settling for 
the bottom of the barrel. Mm -hmm. You know, you recognized right off, if I'm going to do this, I have to try as hard as I can in order for me to separate myself from all these guys who are bigger, stronger, faster than me. Absolutely. Fucking worked out for you, man. It's it's embracing the competition, man. You've got to. You have to compete. You have to. I can't just expect to walk into this building and say, all right, I've never done this. I'm going to be the best corner. I think, unfortunately, how old are you? 31, man. That's right. Yeah, I'm yeah. Getting, so, so this is the difference. This is, this is you, it. <laughs> you, you, you and I are like in the same generation. Mm-hmm. I'm five years older than you. I'm going to be five years older than you. October, I'll be 36, man. Uh-huh. It's fucking heartbreaking. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's, it's that older mentality, right? Like Damo's on the tail end of it where yeah, he came into it. Um, and it. a lot of these younger guys just have never faced an ounce of adversity in their lives. And if they have, they don't know what it looked like because they had somebody coddling them yeah. through it, you know? Yeah. Or or if they have faced adversity, they have not risen above it. They have not gotten nice. themselves through that yeah. situation. They have always tucked tail and gone home and, and cried for mommy. And stuff. Yeah, take and, your ball and leave. Right. And that's the difference is, is – uh, it's knowing that you are going to have to fight for your life in order to to keep doing what you love doing Absolutely. because it's a fucking contact sport, man. And it's the, one of the most brutal of, of, of contact sports. So you're going to have to recognize that you're not going to be the best unless you fight for it. You have to. And some guys just think that they're going to wake up, roll out of bed, and be the best. And it's you very know? rare you find a guy who can wake up. Roll out of bed and be head and shoulders better than anybody in the room. I'm pretty sure there was one guy like that, and his name was Bo Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. easily, you know? easily. And it's that was the guy. That's the guy. That's the guy. That, that guy. He just wake up and piss everybody, excellence. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> like <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I piss, piss excellence. excellence. Like, that's, he, that's a true story, though. Everybody says, and he says it too. Like he hated working out. All of his friends and growing up with him and stuff say that he was just better at everything than everybody else. Yeah. And Bo Jackson even admitted to hating the weight room, hating working out. Uh-huh. Hating, hating, hating training, and that's why he got hurt. You yeah. know, because he he didn't train. If he you trained, don't take care of your body, man. right? If he trained, that would have never happened. He was like that, you know, mint Cadillac in the, you know in the garage. <laughs> you just don't take it anywhere, right? Exactly. You yeah, you take it down um, the street and back just so people can see you. But he <laughs> was it. he was like that one exception to the rule. He was the guy that could still be the best and not work at it. Yeah. But then eventually it caught up to him because it always does. Yeah, every know? time, every time. Um, I think uh, the first time I noticed it was. Uh, the late Clayton Banner, who's helped many athletes before he passed, um, he put me to a workout with him when he was with the Columbus Lions. And I remember walking in the room, and I'm I'm probably the only semi-pro guy, maybe two or three that I, I knew, a couple guys that came from the Osceola Ravens and uh, one guy from a team in Georgia that I knew. We're sitting there, and we're getting our stuff together. We're in the locker room, and we watch five guys with NFL official gear on. They just got cut from their perspective NFL teams. So I'm like, oh, all right. We are not with the West Coast Soldiers anymore. We are not. So we get there, and, you know, we're going through our indie drills. And anytime you go to a pro mini camp, they're going to bring in uh, at beginning camps about 100 guys. By the time you're done with the first practice, you're down to half of that. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So we get towards the tail end of the first half practice, which ends with one-on-ones. And you know I've held my break own. time, but that's what I'm saying. And I'm I'm over here like that's cool. I'm gonna give you five. I'm gonna give you five, maybe even seven, until I can see what you're working with. So I'm holding my own. I'm looking up. They cut. They pulled Buddy, uh, the defensive back who came from the Houston Texans. Cut him immediately, like off the bat. Why? Because he came in just thinking he was gonna yeah. have a spot. Yeah. Like when he, I remember when I remember specifically when he walked in the locker room the first time, and he's 
his locker might be two spots next to mine. He was like, a couple of y'all can just go home. They're going to give me this contract. And I'm, hey, I'm over here thinking, he might be right, but yeah. I mean, you got to deal with me on the way right. there. Yeah, right. You got to earn yeah, that. I'll make right. you earn it. And sure enough, they cut him. And That's he the, looks sick in the face. That's the worst fucking attitude ever, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't care how good you are, you know. Yeah. At least try. You're going to have to. The thing for me, man, it's, it's always been that way. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, even at a younger age, I walked into almost every locker room feeling that way. Every yeah. team, I'm the guy. You yeah. know, I walk in, I'm not going to say it. But, but, but you feel my, like it. You, you feel, you feel like, like it. I, but for having that added, having that mentality, you have to have that showmanship. Yeah. You have to be, I'm going to go perform. Yeah, yeah, once, I walk yeah. on the field. Yeah. When I walk, every time you, if you ever watch, I walk on the field, yeah. I, I touch the field. I'm yeah. going to, I'm about to dominate this field. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I'm not coming out like, all right, I got it. I don't need to, I'm going to half-ass this. But, yeah. but once again, though, you, you may have felt that way. But you fucking put it on the field, right, yeah. you know, because you were telling everybody, I'm a peacock. You got to let me yeah. fly on this one. <laughs> yeah. You got to. You have to. And if, if you can't, if you can't walk the walk, you can't sit there and say, I'm a, I'm the guy. How do you feel that way? Like, yeah. I can't, you can't. Like, yeah. like there are teams I've, like in Nebraska, I knew I was the corner. Yeah. I knew I was, it was me and the other safety. We knew that was our secondary. Yeah. He had that side of the field. I had the other. We'd meet somewhere in the middle. You get to Texas, you know that's my second stop. Now it's a different feeling. This yeah. is this is now I'm in a room full of guys who've played this game right. consistently. This yeah. this is a little bit. It's a bigger stage. It's fucking Texas. <laughs> exactly, like it's Texas, the football like, mecca of the ex- world. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to show them why I'm still here. You yeah. get there, you make it through camp. Now every week our roster is different because yeah. you go to arena, you got a 21 man dress roster, but you got like you can hold up to 30. Yeah. So as DBs, we've got a high count. We've got six guys. Yeah. Only three of us can play at a time. Right. So there's the games where it's, I'm I'm sitting down. I'm sitting at home on yeah. the game. You know. Yeah. Then there's other games where it's like, all right, I'm here now. I got to show you yeah. why I need to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I'm gonna earn next week's. You have yeah. to. But yeah. with a lot of guys, I've seen the guys that come from Sapro. They get that. They don't make it on the first week. They go home. They literally tell, all right, you're not going to play me. All right, cool. I'm going home. What? Really? You making it real easy for them. I was talking to Scott about this because we were talking about players not getting their playing time and being upset about it and everything yeah. like that. And it's like you got to realize that there are 53 – and this is, you know, regular football. But indoor, yeah. uh, regular football, there's 53 guys on this roster. There's 47 guys on this roster. And indoor, there's 21 or 30 guys on yeah. this roster. You can't play all the time. Can't. But here's the thing. It's a long-ass season. Somebody's going to drop off. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get hurt. That's when we need you to jump in and step up. Don't look at it as we're not playing you because you're not good enough. Think of it as we're not playing you because we know we'll need to play you at some point, yeah. you know. But guys just get into their heads and they it's it's all about their ego. Yeah, I've uh, made I've made the arena team. I've made the pro. Come watch me now. Yeah. I didn't play. Now I'm embarrassed. Now yeah. you know what I mean? So now yeah. I want to Now I'm going to go anymore. back to where I came from. It's like you yeah. you literally just shit an opportunity, yeah. you know, like But that's that's like that's like last year when I just played with the soldiers. I came and played come back to play. I'm I was their previous lockdown corner, wouldn't play pro both years. I'm coming back to play before my next pro season. I'm sitting on the bench. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you're fighting Ricky for playing time? No, I'm not. No, no. Ricky's at safety. I'm, I'm fighting guys I've never met before. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're like, oh, we're going to start them. That's, that, hey, yeah. that's fine. Not to mention, you're coming back for the work. Yeah. They're, 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 they're on the team, yeah. and those guys want the guys who are on the team to, to get their time and to get, yeah. to get their work. I'm, yeah, exactly. That's I'm, what it I'm is. Coming, I'm but coming. But you're trying, you're trying to get your work yeah, for, 
Get ready for yeah. my next season. Right. Like, yeah. and guys were like, man, why are you not kind of out playing time? It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not. It's I not. mean, cool. if, 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 you're, if you're confident in your abilities, it should not be a big mm-hmm. deal. Because if you're confident in your abilities, trust me, the coach knows what the hell you can do. Yeah. Too. And sure yeah. enough, you know, we had a couple guys. And I knew it would happen. You know, it happens every year in semi-pro. Yeah. Guys start missing practice. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're not going to play them this. Right. We're not going to start them this week. Yeah. Next man up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm here, guys. <laughs> but you sure you're ready to start? Once yeah, again, though, that's, that's a difference because that's you taking advantage of every opportunity you've ever been given yeah. and, and, and also making your own opportunities happen. Yeah. Whereas a lot of guys just think, oh, well, this shit should just happen to me. It, it can't, should just though. come to me. It yeah. can't, though. Yeah. It can't because then you don't appreciate it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if, if I've been handed opportunities, it's one of you walking and go, all right, cool. But like <laughs> – it, when you had to make a three-day bus trip to your first real taste of pro, yeah, then it, you appreciate that a little more. You know what I mean? Now it's Nuts, just now it's different, man. So let me ask you, man. This is one of the things that I wanted to ask for you, a guy that's been in pro and in semi-pro. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite semi-pro moment? That it's an experience that you can't get in uh, the arena, or you know, it, it's just this is scream semi-pro. Oh man. Um, it's it's two part. One one's a funny one. One's a more of a serious line. The funny one is from the Tampa Tigers. Anytime you go to Ocala and somebody's talking about gunplay, once they start losing, so they get, you get that's a semi pro. That's semi pro right there. You, you know what I mean? That's you can't get that the What the hell was the name of that team that um, that dude used to always be firing off a gun? Uh, shit, they're not maniacs. Was it the maniacs? Uh, was that the name of that something team? like that? Some um, I, I know you're talking about, but I mean, dude always ran. As soon as you start getting up, as soon as you get up 21, you know what it is. Either someone's pulling a gun, or you go over there across the bridge in St. Pete. Uh, we're up 35. Well, oh, the lights magically don't work anymore. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Because that, that, that team started in the EAFL. Yeah, and then, and then when the EAFL folded, they moved into the UFF, mm-hmm. and and then like I think it was like UFL, and a bunch of teams just were like straight up, we will not play them if if you schedule them on our on our. We're not. Yeah, no. Because it wasn't that you were scared of the team; you were scared of that dude pulling you, his pistol. Yeah, you <laughs> can't walk to your like, car. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, you like, can't make it to your car. I remember. I remember specifically the first time I played it was with Tom Green's team. And this other, uh, this young boy, uh, Zanke, uh, he remember he was talking trash the entire game. Mind you, we're down 30, yeah. okay? This isn't a close game. We've been getting our shit pushed in for the last four quarters. He said something. He's like, all right, see me out the car. I got something in the car for you. I parked next to him. I parked <laughs> next to him. <laughs> shit. All right. Well, I'm going to just be on this field until something happens. <laughs> Wait till you leave. Before yeah, I watch y'all go. <laughs> I, remember, I remember specifically, final whistle blows. I left. I grabbed my bags, went to the car, and I was gone. I'm gone before That's they're done. That's for yeah, sure. I'm gone. I, you no, I got, I got. You family. cannot catch me after a game. Man. No, I'm gone. You not <laughs> pistols? I'm good. I'm good on all that. I left my bulletproof vest yeah. at the house. There's many a times I've grabbed my girl. Oh, let's go. It's time to go. It's let's time go. to go. I'm not trying to deal with all that. Hey, man. Go start the car. Meet me at the meet. I'm, I'm jumping in the, in the passenger look, seat with look, shoulder Take the car. Meet Tampa me at the front. Right? Oh <laughs> man. But then, I mean, the other side of it, uh, semi-pro-wise, is the trips, man. Yeah. The trips, the yeah. them, them being in a bus with your, with your guys, shooting the shit. Um, just the first, first my first trip down, it might have been the Stingrays game down by Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. That screams semi-pro to me just of making that long road trip yeah. with your piling pro, into, like, piling it, yeah. into Piling yeah. into some van. Because yeah. yeah. when you go pro-life, it's different. Like, you... 
you're comfortable. You right. know, you're, it, it's, 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 you know, you're on like a charter bus or yeah. whatever case it be. Yeah. Mr. Pro Man, you're usually loading up in somebody's car. Yeah. Who's know? driving today? Yeah. Who's yeah. driving today? That, yeah. that part, you know, stopping and getting food with you guys on the way home. Yeah, that's the biggest thing of football, too, man. That's what I miss of high school ball. Yeah. 60, com- 80 guys yeah, from different, on a bus. different grades. Yeah. And we're all together. Yeah. That's, Brotherhood, yeah, yeah that's, that's what you fall in love with. That, the game that's on. what makes it yeah, worth you it. Still can do that, yeah. After after yeah. high school, it's the camaraderie yeah. of it. And because yeah. when you go pro, it's not all right. So pro, it's still a brotherhood. Yeah, like my first stop in Nebraska, though, that will always be special because that was a true brotherhood. Yeah, we got the camp two months before our first game. Yeah, so we've got a two month long camp where most places you get maybe two or three weeks yeah. to weed out, learn a playbook. But then you get this kind of feeling of you might click with three or four guys, yeah. but it's a constant state of like competition. Like if you mess up, you're going home. They're gonna bring somebody in to replace you. Yeah. As opposed to where San Pro, you're really not cutting that many people. Right. These guys I'm gonna see on a day to day basis. I, Most of the time you're you're holding on to guys you really don't want to just so you have the bodies. Exactly. You know, yeah. Pro, do you know any linemen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> do you know any? Uh, you know another guy? Yeah. How many times did uh, teams you played for waive fees for linemen? <laughs> oh, what? Uh, what? You got a six foot four, three hundred pounds, six yeah. foot three, three thirty. Yeah. You know what? Just come. They'd on, be like, man. "Hey, Max, I need you to kick in an extra twenty because we're not charging." Yeah, exactly. This guy, right? <laughs> hey, Max, I need him to get in your car for this away game. Pick, go pick him up and yeah. make sure he makes it to the game. Like, uh, wow. All right, I'll do it. And that's stuff you miss, man. Yeah. Like. Like guys like Levi telling yeah. me he's the best cover two corner ever, <laughs> that stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's so that's that, the stuff you love. So that UFF All Star game where Levi ended up playing corner uh-huh. on a red zone play. Yes, and they did not tell throw. Me, at uh, him. I was say, tell me you got to pick. No, they, no, no they, didn't so they, they didn't throw at him because yeah, you have to try. So that. why that big yeah, ass yeah, yeah, I'm so, not gonna so, do it. All Star so, game. Yeah. So, right, so it, was, it was an all-star game, and they were like, hey, we need a corner, and Levi just ran out there. So they were like, cover two, cover two. And I think the other side of the all-star game, they were on, like, the five-yard line or something like that. So Levi was right there. And the wingspan alone, yeah. just you're never going to get it on that guy unless you run a quick slant inside of him. But he actually was smart enough to know he needed to stand with inside leverage. Yeah. He's still, like, the, three yards inside. The sideline, yeah, use the sideline as his second defender. Yeah, it's, it's the funniest thing. Edge. It's just- on film and it's the funniest goddamn thing because you got a 6'8", 300 pound dude standing out there playing corner and they're like nope, we're going to go the other way. <laughs> I'd have tried it. Like, I'd have tried it. I'd have Just had to give to. him the opportunity. I'd have gone out at receiver yeah. at 5'9 and said throw it. The, the, uh-huh. So so yes, because of that, he thinks he's the greatest cover two corner of all time because the team was too intimidated to Fast. throw at him. Fast. And Fast. so we were literally he ended up retiring before the Decepticons ended up you know, yeah. having a full season. But when he wanted to play and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to. I said, dude, I'm going to put you in at goal line cover two corner. Don't worry, bro. Like, <laughs> like you got this. You got I, was even, I was even going to put him in at goal line receiver, you know, just, so he could throw a fade. And just, you I, know, I wouldn't even throw a fade. I'd tell him take three steps yeah. and just stand there. <laughs> you got right. it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just, We're just going to throw it right to you. We're going to throw it right at the high point yeah. and just let, let you do you. <laughs> yeah, Levi definitely thinks he's the best cover two corner on the planet. Exactly. All, all six, eight, 300 pounds of him. God, those are guys you love. Those are the types of stuff you live for yeah for pro man yeah that that's what shane said too we were talking about that about like what do you miss about now that you're done like what do you miss about the game and stuff and he said the exact same thing it was the uh it was the crazy vast trips yeah so many times when we made those road trips we got our asses blown out because we only had half the team with us because half the guys were like i'm not going all the way out there. yeah but but then the guys that did make the trip 
fucking loved it. Even yeah. though the game may not have gone the way we wanted it to, it was that whole thing of like, this is this is what you do in your twenties. Like yeah. you do crazy shit, and, sure. <laughs> and you live to tell about it. It's like a mini road trip. Yeah, like, yeah. Eating a Waffle House at two in the morning off right. Pensacola. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, we did that coming back from the Tiger Sharks game that we played in Central Florida. We uh, stopped at that shithole, the Waffle House in Hain City. You didn't, but Mike had – the coach had a bunch of guys in his truck. I had a bunch of guys in my truck, and we all met up at That's that Waffle House. The game where I uh, fucked my foot up, right? The playoff game? No, no, no. We're talking about Central Florida Tiger Sharks, that second um, game of the season. If you ask – I know what you want you're talking about. I have a story for you, too, yeah. about that. Oh, all right. We, we stopped at that Waffle House, and what was crazy about it was I met – I don't know if you guys watch wrestling, but I actually ran into uh, Sami Zayn from really? the WWE mm-hmm. at that Waffle House. And when I walked in, I marked out hard. My He was walking out, and he had a fucking NXT jacket on. And I was like, Sami Zayn. And he goes, yeah, man. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Sami Zayn. And the rest of my players, it's like you know 11 o'clock at night. We're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Everybody's dead tired, and they're like, coach. Who the um, fuck is Sami Zayn? Yeah. <laughs> Chill, man. Chill. Like, I ain't trying to hear all that right now. You know? And, like, the whole time we're eating, I'm like, that was a fucking Sami Zayn. Like, it was crazy, dude. Like, so. If you, uh, if you ask Kathy, my wife, you ask her about, uh, about, just bring up the name of Silas. Oh my gosh. She'll, she'll tell oh you my immediately. God, the Silas that's, trip. Yeah. yeah. It was a story yeah. of him. You he's told got, me that story. He's, he's I, want, I want you to tell that story yeah. now. Yeah. So he's smoking, man. He, it, we're, it's, it's me, my wife in the passenger seat. It's just the best story ever. I can't tell you. It was a third person, but I can't tell you who the hell it was. It was a third person and then Silas by yeah. the, the back passenger door. Mm-hmm. And we're going 80, 90, going towards Central Florida for this damn game. And I got the windows down. Yeah. And all I hear is, do you have a lighter? Sure, here you go. And you hear the flick. You hear it. And then you just, I turn around. I see him pulling his hat off. And he's like lighting a, a blunt in his hat. And he's trying to get it. He's like, "It's fucking this, this lighter is not working, bro. Roll the fucking window up." He goes, "Oh!" <laughs> he he had like this epiphany yes. when they said, "Roll the window up." And, and it wasn't, came up. wasn't wasn't like Kathy the one that told him yeah. to roll the window up. She's like, "Just why don't you just roll the window up?" And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Hey, I'm not this guy, man. He's just—he was a fucking space. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, all right. So I remember Silas, and I remember laughing because, hey, you know Silas. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so we're training in Brandon, and it's a basic footwork drill. But Silas just can't get it. <laughs> Jeff's done it. Damo's done it. I've demonstrated like five times. I said, if you fuck this up again, you're just gonna flip this tire until they're done with the next drill. Why am I not surprised by this? At all? Literally, and yeah. it, all it is—it's like a clock. So you, you basically have to backpedal. Stick, come back to the middle, backpedal, stick. So he kept backpedaling. It would come down a little bit, backpedal. It was just, he kept fucking it up. And I, I make him start doing his tire flip. So he's got to flip a tire, hop in it, hop out of it, turn around, and just keep that going. I have, he's doing shit for a few minutes. Guys, I, they're running a completely different drill. And really, it's just busy work. I want to watch him die. And <laughs> at one point, I watch him, and he's still going. I like, all right, cool. When they're done with their drill, you can stop. So I go to deal with them. They finish the drill. They're getting water. I'm hearing, <laughs> dude, they're done. Stop. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I actually thinking about it. I'm thinking that maybe uh, Silas is the one that brought you and I together. 
when we realized like uh, he was not how, a corner. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yes, because Matt McFadden is, ran the slowest slant on him and caught it. Because <laughs> this is the thing. This is when Damo discovered what a savage I was. <laughs> because um, I am brutally honest with players mm-hmm. whenever they say shit to me or ask me questions or whatever and stuff. And uh, Silas used to always ask me, Coach, what? Why don't you let me play receiver, man? And no and hands. Damo, and Damo standing there. Damo standing there, and uh, he's like, Coach, why don't you let me play receiver? And at, like I said, at this time, Damo and I aren't aren't really on the same page. We're not getting along that well. And I, this man died laughing because and he's like, coach, why don't you let me get some receiver? And I just, without even skipping a beat, I was like, because Silas, you fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> it was just stone cold. It wasn't a laugh. It wasn't like, I'm fucking with you. No, no. Like if I, yeah. Like it, <laughs> I just stood there with it. And if I say something like that to you, like, like it's literally like, like you know, dead ass. Like, I, so serious I, about I, that. I said, I said, because you suck. That's why. <laughs> and Damo's just like, oh, <laughs> this is also what this is a practice. This is like maybe three or four times after him being burnt. So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's what, yeah he, like he it's not like constantly burnt. Yeah, I didn't have anything against him. It's because he couldn't fucking play, man. Like it's like it's like, oh, did you just get burnt? That's why. That's why you can't play. I don't remember I don't remember who it was that y'all had at receiver. I remember y'all lined Damo up way on the other side of me, and whoever you had in was some young kid who swore by he was God's gift to receivers. I don't know who it was, he was opposite of you. Black, black kid? Yeah, black kid. Fans of the only other. Yeah, so. so Might have been, but he ended up in Shane Hagen's so lap. Our rec- our <laughs> so our receiving core, our receiving core was Bands, Shane. Uh, and Bands was pretty good. I don't really see Bands saying that to him. Bands, Shane, you, Chris, Sullivan. That was it. You. That was a white boy? Yeah. Yeah, him too. He, he definitely got the business. <laughs> yeah. Chris, he, he, you know, he was Chris, skinny as shit. Chris yeah. Dirty years. Yeah, yeah no, was, I remember it because he said something. Yeah. I don't even think he said it to me. I think he talked his shit to like one of the that's one of the slot yeah. guys. Yeah, and then Chris. y'all put him outside and yeah. Dan was in the slot. He said something offhand to me like that wasn't directed to me. Yeah. But he said something. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Hey, I told Mike Young. I said, Mike, watch this. Ugh. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, hold him yeah, over. That's the best part of being a corner. Yeah. Yeah. You can put someone on their yeah. side. Yeah. I, hey, look, yeah. Damon yeah. won't admit it, but I got him this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally, I Janet, we were on the sideline laughing. We over here laughing, kiki, ha, ha. The play gets extended. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, he's like, oh, shit. He caught the ball. I'm like, that's such bullshit. I'm looking at the ref like, we were on the fucking sideline for like 30 seconds. And I reestablished it. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> And he catches the pass and like Troy's like Max, yo, no, that was a fifty second play. Shut up, get out of here with all that. So, I, I Tyrone love... had to play quarterback. It had yeah, to been yeah, when Tyrone was yeah. in quarterback. Yeah, he was. I love playing the soldiers because I love being on your sideline. Yeah, I fuck with everyone on yeah. there. You guys fuck with me too. Yeah, you got Mike to. Young, Troy, yeah, everybody. every time, uh, every time, man. It's that's the thing is like we we did we had for a few years there we had a really hardcore rivalry with you guys, but it was always like uh, almost like a. I don't know. It was like Hatfields versus McCoys, but without all the violence. Like, yes. <laughs> like, like we did not get along off the field. Yeah. We always, both teams are always talking mad trash to each other. There was this crazy tension between me and Shane, which I still don't even know where it comes from. It's just like. I think it's funny. I call it Battle of the Fat Guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cause I, cause I don't I, care, cause I wasn't I don't care around what it. anybody says. I'll whoop his ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't there when when the rivalry really started between you and Shank. I think I left for Nebraska, yeah, came yeah. back, yeah. and I was like, Yo, why do you why do you yeah. hate Casey? What do he do it's to you? Because, you know what, it's man? because he used to always think that I was like stealing your players or something like that. And it's like you realize that you don't own these guys. Well, and if somebody and you were comes down the to street, me, like yeah, yeah, that's my thing. Is like if somebody comes to play football for me, it's not because I'm like, oh hey, the soldiers suck, come play for me. It's because they're like, hey, I want to come play for you. Yeah, and like it, for like the guys who were there, it was more convenient. So I was yeah. like, Shane, like, I get it. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. Like, I come from Tampa. If they want to be but, here, they'll be here. But that's but that's the thing is, like, it always ended up being a really good rivalry. And it's like we're all we're all kind of like boys on those mm-hmm. two teams. Mm-hmm. Like, between, you know, I, I'm good with Pulaski. I'm good with Jay. I'm good yeah. with all those guys. Yeah. And it's like mixing them up, you know. Fucking Martino, when he made that play uh, this last season where um, Tyrone picked him off and mm-hmm. Tyrone was running down the sideline. Yeah. It's the same game you're talking yeah. about. Tyrone was running down your sideline. Uh, he was going to score. Yeah. Nick took the craziest angle, and I knew Nick was athletic, but Nick ran. And after the game, we were talking about it. He's like, that's the fastest I've ever run in my life. That was right. He fucking ran Tyrone Nick, down from I've never behind. seen Nick run that fast. Yeah, and, and you, it looked like he was shot from a cannon. Yeah. Like, like when he started going after Tyrone, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Tyrone's not going to make it. <laughs> and, and Tyrone, and I, had, and I was in the, the nest up, yeah. upstairs, so, like, I had the best seat in the house, and I'm like, oh, my God, Nick's going to get his ass. Tyrone had the one double A record for punt return yardage in a single game, but and he Tyrone let, was out. Of, Tyrone had no gas that, no, know, that game because you had him. Like he's playing everywhere that yeah, game, and he's I said, playing quarterback and receiver, and receiver and corner and, corner and whatever the and, fuck. Uh, safety as well. Yeah. I looked up at one point. I said, I looked Troy in the face. I said, fourth quarter he'll gas out. I guarantee it. And he's also the guy that when he is playing, he extends a play for a solid minute. And it's like, how is that even physically possible? There was that one play where he ran for like three yards, and he must have run 100 to get three yards. You have no idea how frustrating that shit is as a receiver. I know. It's like, just look up and throw (laughs) the ball. Wait, wait, no. No, as a receiver, you know how much that sucks as a DB? You're like, all right, cool, he's sacked. No, no, he's not. You're you're fucking QB. You're like, (laughs) throw me the ball. Just throw it away. Well, it's like that one time he threw you that touchdown pass in that game that we're talking about. It's because the coverage was busted. He broke the play, and you were like running down. You were, I you saw know, what? Broke, you broke almost away. got, you almost got caught because he waited so long to launch you the ball. But you were going like this, running yeah. down the field with your arms up in the air because you were like, "I'm wide open." <laughs> and he finally found you as he was approaching the War Eagle sideline yeah. and launched it down That's the field. Scramble drill. Either but by the time or but, fucking throw it away, and you <laughs> caught it, and you were going into the end zone, so you scored. But the dude was right on your ass because he waited so long <laughs> to throw the ball. Man, it's like if you were on the five, he would have caught you. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, he, well, you I were, caught it and just fell into that. Yeah, he was right there. <laughs> so. I'm saying, like, if he had thrown you on the five or the, yeah. I even say the seven. Nah, we're <laughs> we're <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, I don't yeah. know. I mean, you were looking, you were looking pretty puffy this year. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it. I said it. I looked, yeah, you're the fucker I, that called me out on I, it. I were I you like, Dam- is that Damo? I said Damo got fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I said. I said, said Damo got fat. Fuck it. <laughs> and, and you know what? That was probably the most embarrassing moment of this season, where I put my fucking. Dry fit jersey on, yeah. and it had a gut. Yeah, and as a receiver, yeah. I'm like leaning over my yeah. my, that's <laughs> my dude, fat pants. There's like that was... one. There's like that one picture of you that I think you deleted off the internet, where uh, <laughs> you're you're you're, <laughs> in, you're in your receiver stance, and you've got like a pudge hanging yeah. over your belt. Yeah, I was like, it's like horrible. It's like when I met you, you were like 190 pounds. Yeah, and and, yeah. and at that point, you were going about 215, maybe even 220. Yeah, I did for the longest my whole life. I couldn't, I could not crack 200. Yeah, oh yeah. 
But once you get there, once you once you it's, do crack it, I'm in it. You're in it. You're in it, man. You're in it, you're in it to win it. You're all the, you're all of two hundred now. So that's yeah. it, man. It's a good time. Though. Well, listen, Max, it's been a blast having you on the show. Absolutely, uh, definitely want to have you back on anytime. Uh, anytime you want to come anytime. in, we'll we'll have you back. We'll get maybe we'll get like a, a college season update from you, like see see what's going on with okay. some of the guys you're tracking and stuff okay. like that, and and uh, what you got going on with uh, indoor. Definitely, um, definitely, man. But uh, really you know, quick, Aaron, is there any anything on Alpha Pack? Didn't yeah, plug, pl- plug oh, it. Oh man, um, all all summer long we've been doing a lot of specials. So it's right now it's uh, if you're trying to train, it's uh, three months for two hundred. So plug it. Where can they find you? You can find you at Alpha Pack Fit or Alpha Pack Fitness on Facebook. Outside of that, um, I will give you this announcement, man. This will be the last run. Oh this, yeah, you this, said yeah, yeah. You said you had a big announcement. Yeah, so man. You're officially... this, this is this will be the last ride. This really wherever I wherever I go this year, that's it. Yeah. That's so wherever it. you go, this is announcement time now. Yeah, this, where are we going? I don't, we don't know yet. Um, so the soldiers is always home for semi pro, but as far as professionally, man, I, I don't know, man. It'll be wherever I go. It'll be somewhere that will be fairly close to home, but this will be it. I got a two-year-old daughter now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to and leave. 31. 31, man. Arthritic knees. That, it's, it's not even that. It's just I always tell. He can't cover me anymore. That's what it is. That's, what? Look, look. He has zero catches on me this past year. He just year. told you I caught one on him. No, no, no. First off, first off, that does not count after you've been out of bounds that long. 31-year-old Max oh, can't cover right, Pudgy anymore. I, I will say, uh, listening to that, how in the world did he reestablish himself <laughs> without no the referee clue. throwing a flag? No clue. Yeah. What I'm yeah. saying, yeah. like, I mean, like I mean, by the rules, it sounds like you got away with. Yeah. He did get away with. I was talking yeah. shit to the ref. One hundred percent. I was like, "What the fuck?" He's like, he's yeah, like he t- I was laughing on the side. Like, hey, he got me this one. Yeah, and then, look, look, and then the ref said, "You know what? I just my bad." I was like, "Semi-pro referee." Speaking of that, shit, you know how many times a referee told me that this shit. Yeah. It happens. It happens. My bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, man. But I, so, so you're calling it quits after this year? After this year, man. That, that's it, man. It's not. Not about a physical. Yeah. I can still do it. Yeah, still go do it. It's a matter of. It's, like, a, good, care, it's a good time yeah, to do it. Got the guns out. Yeah, yeah. That, no, but it's just a matter of. I don't want to be that guy that Absolutely. held on to it too long. Yeah, I totally you know understand I mean? where you're coming from. It's actually, it's actually great that you're calling your own shot here, and that you're going to go out on your own. Yeah. Saying, "Hey, I've had a great career. Dang. You've been doing it for seven, eight years now. Yeah, man. And you've been doing it well. So." Yeah. Uh, yeah, leaving the game while you can still walk away. Yeah, and and you got your health. That's a great thing, dude. Because so many guys, uh, Damo included, he, he can still play, but yeah. now his body is starting to break down. Yeah. On him. Shane, all these guys I talk to and stuff, they're always like, "Man, I played one, two seasons too many." Too many. And, and I see and it. I saw you, it my last because you're trying to break through and you're trying to get that one season where you go, "Okay, now yeah. I can hang it up." Yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I look at it like this: last year with the Soldiers, you get the national championship. Uh, ring from that, uh, made a deep playoff run. Didn't quite go the way we wanted it. Yeah, you know I've got conference championships in a, as an arena player. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like now, now it's what time, else can you do? You know, now, now it's time to coach. Right, that's it. Like right. I, you know, now I'm coaching. I'm a head coach at a high school. Now it's time to give them right. 
the tools to go make their own story. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And hopefully one day they'll be on this same podcast. Yeah. yeah dude. We, we, so if I can have a legacy come on this podcast and say that Coach Max shot them out, that'd, yeah, be, that'd be dope. That would be great, that'd man. Be dope. Two, two, three years from now. Yeah. yeah that would be, that'd be amazing. That would be outstanding. We plan on keeping this. Like, even 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 after what we talked about offline Absolutely. comes to fruition for us, Absolutely. Um, this is going to become a staple of the locker room. You know? Absolutely. Even, even if we're not on the podcast anymore because we'll have other responsibilities, <laughs> this will still be a thing. You know? VP. Um, the VP of exactly. yeah. the VP over there. I got experience. He, 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 is, he is the VP. The, v, the VP of the Tampa Tigers. I actually hired him as the VP because of his VP experience. I knew the Tigers. it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Hey, Tom came through for me, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take us out. Like I said, I appreciate having you on. Anytime you want to come back, please do. Absolutely. I'll be uh, back. For Max and Damo, I'm Coach Casey. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of S-S-Semi-Pro Inside the Locker Room.